Welcome back to Digital Shop Talk, the podcast. This is episode four. I am one of your hosts at Location 3, Josh Allen. And today uh, I have the privilege of being joined by none other than Location 3's founder, current chairman, Mr. Andrew Beckman. Andrew, good to see you. How you doing, yeah, man? In studio, <laughs> right? In studio. This is the first one we haven't done virtually. Welcome. Yeah, nice to be here. It's nice to see you and and some of the team face to face i know it's weird being back in the office is a little weird we're all kind of getting used to it right yeah it's it's uh it's so much great collaborating you know yeah and so it's been a great couple days with meetings and so you know we're just really energized about what 2022 looks like yeah well before we get to 2022 for those that maybe not be familiar with Location 3 or yourself, tell us a little bit about how you got your start in marketing many years ago and kind of give us the 60-second founding story of Location 3. Sure. Actually, the uh, initially, I uh, was at DoubleClick, and I used to sell ads on the AltaVista search engine. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, search engine marketing kind of started Yahoo excite info seek, yeah. uh, et cetera. So and this is late nineties. This is yeah, mid nineties, mid late nineties. This so location was started in October of 1999 mm-hmm. after two years with double click. Uh, they sent me, uh, to Amsterdam, to Dublin. And so then started in New York city. Um, and, um, we've uh, been doing search engine marketing ever since. Right. Right. And obviously a specialization in local, you know, we've, our business has evolved in many ways, but franchising is obviously a focus these days. And as we've talked about on previous, you know, Shop Talk episodes, we're here in December 2021. I'm kind of wrapping up the year. What are your takeaways when you think about how the marketing landscape has evolved in 2021? Sure. Time? Well, I mean, there's definitely a lot of focus on privacy and um, the need to have first-party data organized, right? Uh, right? So, you know, utilizing uh, the you know the updates on on Apple and what you're going to see happen in Chrome uh, mm-hmm. and Google's Chrome that's coming down in the pipeline that got delayed a couple of years. You know, you need to be able to uh, not rely on third-party audiences. Uh, you know, for for your growth, for your driving your business. So that was definitely a huge change in 2021, and I think companies are still raising to adapt. I think how they collect the data, segment the data, reuse it is uh, the, a challenge for them and, and, and the opportunity ahead. Right. And you obviously, not just in franchising, but you know, you've got a lot of connections throughout digital and the industry, obviously over many years. Do you, to that point, do you feel companies brand side are still behind the curve in a lot of ways in terms of addressing this issue of first-party data and the removal ultimately of third-party cookies and third-party tracking? Yeah, I, you know, I think we've we've gotten, um, a lot of companies have gotten so accustomed to utilizing third-party data sets and, you know, these big corporations have that and mm-hmm. selling that at large scale and, um, and, and that becoming less reliable by the day, mm-hmm. uh, consumers opting out, you're just going to have a situation where you got to be more sophisticated with your marketing. So the challenge for brands and agencies is going to be uh, how sophisticated can you be with a marketing mix? Right. And the attribution 
of the consumer's path to purchase. Right. I mean, that's the holy grail. Right. So to that end, too, when we think about first party data, so much is tied to um, your own assets and how you're able, able to gather that data. And one thing that we've talked about over time that we still see, I think, in a lot of ways is um, at least on the content management system side of things, a lot of brands using very customized solutions. And I know this is something that you've talked about recently on social. We've had conversations about um, for the folks listening, you know, there are benefits certainly to a custom CMS. You can have something built specifically for your brand or your business model, but there are also kind of pitfalls, if you will, where you see as being the challenge for a lot of these businesses that are not using more kind of open source content management systems, you know, as we go forward. Sure. I, you know, I think that comes back to your comment earlier about the lack of uh, education, understanding digital marketing, uh, owning your own assets. There are uh, a lot of franchise systems that are using location pages that are basically owned by a third-party SaaS platform, or mm -hmm. we're working with companies where their whole site is on another platform. So they don't really own the assets. In fact, they're paying a reoccurring yearly subscription, uh, and they're basically at the mercy of the provider to put tracking changes, make changes to those landing pages. Right. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure that they, they are able to have access to the data that's mm -hmm. passed it through because those are, it's their content management system. We are seeing companies realizing that this is a problem for them long-term. Right. Uh, it's easy for some company, you know, for, they make, they do make sound, make it easy for a CMO to make that switch into the platform, mm -hmm. but it's not in the best interest of the brand long-term. So, but I think the education is happening and we're seeing more companies moving out and, and building something in an open source environment. Right. It makes sense. And back to that point of data, right? You know, ultimately, if it's that third party solution, how much access or control long term do you have over the data and what does that look like, um, especially as we get away from from third party tracking? One other thing in franchise marketing that I know we've touched on is. We often see at the local level, a lot of investment in direct response media, but as we know, and you kind of alluded to understanding that customer journey and the amount of touch points in that customer journey, it's double digits now in many cases on average before people make an actual purchase, complete a lead, whatever it may be. Uh, and there, there doesn't seem to be enough kind of mid to upper funnel media being placed on the local level on a, on a per location basis. Where do you see do you see that evolving in 2022? Do you still think, you know, businesses are going to lag behind in this front? And for those that want to kind of start to expand beyond, let's say, lower funnel search and things of that nature, where do you think makes the most sense for them to expand? Yeah, well, I think it's it's a twofold. It's one is the brand understanding that, hey, someone searching for a service or product is going to click on it and come to my site and, and take action. You know, it can happen, but it's only to a certain extent. They have to build that impression share up. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's also the publishers uh, and ad networks that have better targeting that allow for uh, them to do awareness tactics in a geographical location. So there's a combo of the two. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, but what we're looking at is, um, you know, how do I get the most out of my Google search? And work my way up and then okay my social strategies mm -hmm. um what does my impression share look like on social as well 
how is my first party data being utilized there? And then going up, even you know, then there's maybe a connected TV or other video assets where that is what uh, will help um, build the awareness in a targeted fashion um, and drive that consumer down uh, to the to the actual sale or lead. So it's that marketing mix that needs to constantly be fine tuned mm -hmm. uh, to get that to influence on that that uh, consumer's path of purchase. Yeah, and I think on the local level, even YouTube specifically is getting more and more accessible in terms of the creative, the calls to action, you know, the spend levels that are required for an individual franchise or business location to actually not need a, a, a ridiculous amount of ad spend in order to actually see some lift and see some lift in awareness or even potentially impacting, you know, direct response and, and customer generation. Um, what other things more broadly, right? We're, this is the time of year where we kind of, we look back, but we look forward as well. What do you see generally or, or even specific channels, tactics that maybe marketing executives still kind of struggle with or, or get their arms around with? I know we touched on privacy and the, the importance of first party data as we go forward. Do you see particular things that seem, I guess, maybe based on your experience in the business, common sense, but still are missed in a lot of ways at the brand level? Yeah, I would say that... Um you know, the messaging of their brand and what they're saying needs to be more than just text-based, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you're seeing, you know, obviously more video being produced because the use of social media has grown so exponentially. So mm -hmm. how do I get those consumers that are on TikTok and Instagram, Snapchat to engage in my brand and then bring them into the... Uh, purchase funnel. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's the real technique that I feel like all brands and agencies need to master because you can't just rely on Google search completely. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really, really difficult. And even if you do, you need to assist it. Mm -hmm. You need to grow that impression sharing those non-branded terms as well as your branded. And then, um, so I, that the, the new opportunities like connected TV, mm -hmm. the, the new opportunities that, really allow us to drill down my location, really get our messaging across, give a call to action, but knowing that it might not directly hit a sale at that moment, but it's something could lag a little later and, and build that brand and build that trust to a one-to-one -one relationship with the consumer. Okay, a couple of quick hit questions. TikTok for franchises, is this a thing? It can be if the targeting gets better on a local level, which it's... When it does, mm -hmm. I think it can be. What about, you know, I know one of your good friends, Matt, is is a GM at Snapchat. What's his take on like TikTok versus Snapchat these days? Have you had that conversation with him? Where does he see Snap carving it out? We did a prediction video as a side note that, that we're going to publish later this month. And one of our CEO's own kids said that he's on Snapchat, right? So we're, I mean, I'm curious. Snapchat or TikTok, where do you stand? Ooh, I guess it's the demographics. Uh, I would probably put my money on Snapchat because I feel like there's a more engagement from like a messaging. I don't know, just a like sure. a message to a message, a one to one message to the consumer. I see a lot of people snapping each other, the quick uh, efforts. So I think I think that would be Snapchat would be the call. Okay, Snap it is. Um, in 
2022 in general, what do you see, you know, what's kind of the, the big thing that's on your mind um, as we go forward, just in marketing or in ad tech or just the space in general, you know, we're sitting here, let's say even in June of next year, what do you think everyone is going to be talking about as we look back? I would say that the, uh, I, I have to go back to the first party data yeah. uh, as the focus, just because I feel like there's going to be a, it's just a, a rush, right? Right. There's just a rush because it's not just about the cost per acquisition. Like I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna hit my goal, but then there's that volume goal. Right. And so I think that's where, where, where it, the challenge is going to happen uh, with the attribution being that much harder, right? Attribution to track that consumer's path to purchase is only much more difficult with the wall gardens, with the privacy, mm -hmm. the blocking of the cookies. And so I just think that the, the um, you know, we get down to the summer of 2022, it's going to be the data, how I get more of it, and how do I reutilize it, and as well as how do I get more search? I mean, that story has not ended. Those tech, those text links, yep, still rule. Still live. Digital mind, you know, <laughs> still still rule. So, you know, you're still seeing, you know, a, a demand with search and 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 both paid and organic. So it's not going away anytime soon. Right, um, and even local, Google local is continuing to evolve in a lot of ways. And I know on the privacy piece. I'm interested to see since Google pushed back kind of their initial timeline, they said first party data was going to be, that was going to be the thing here, even as early as next beginning of next year. And now it's been pushed a little bit to 2023. I'm curious to know just from my own thoughts, like how many folks are still procrastinating moving in that direction, even though Google has kind of pushed the timeline back, but that's for another conversation. One last question. Uh, the metaverse. Yes or no. 100 percent yes. oh, yeah i think people are gamers yeah and they're living in that this virtual, yeah, virtual world world yeah and as, as the more that that universe can expand and grow on all different electronic devices i think you know think about minority report right? <laughs> oh man there it is right? i mean just it always about, comes back to tom you're Cruise, walking right? <laughs> you're walking around that stuff is you know it's fine you know, i just think uh, I think it's a huge opportunity and, um, you know, as you have a virtual presence on the internet, you'll have to have, you'll have the ability to have a virtual presence in, in the meta universe. Okay. Last, last question. 2022, New York Jets, Super Bowl, yes or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a loaded question. I knew the answer to that. Uh, well, listen, I think we're out of time. Uh, I'm sure we'll do this again in the not too distant future, but uh, that's it for us today. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Beckman, as always. Um, I think we're both looking forward to getting out on the conference circuit and seeing some yeah, folks face to face, sure. much like we have our own colleagues this week in the office. Uh, this will probably be our last episode of Shop Talk for 2021, but we'll be back in January. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.